This episode of Two Girls, One Pup is brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists. Visit our Patreon page to see how you too can support the show at patreon.com slash two girls, one pup show. Who's a good listener? That's right, you are. That's right, good girl, good boy. My guest today is the talented duo Ryan Thor and Prince Dudeman. This awesome pair is, first off, a therapy duo visiting patients in hospitals around Los Angeles. You can get uh, certified through pet partners, and then there's different affiliates around town where you go to the hospitals, libraries, uh, treatment centers, anywhere that, you know, people are not having the best day. There's also the library. There's a reading program for kids that don't read good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they're also a talented Hollywood stunt team. That's right, we've got a real-life celebrity dog here, as Dudeman is one of the stars on Mutton Stuff, the kids' TV show on Nickelodeon Jr. So the, you got the dogs, and it's called Mutton Stuff. So Sid and Marty Croft, H&R Puff and stuff. Mm. And of course, there was this... Um, Does it kind of have that trippy vibe to it? Very trippy vibe. Uh, it's a kid's show, but is it... Yes, exactly. Would I enjoy it if I got stoned? You would. Oh, it? 100%. Besides literally being the world's coolest dog on TV, Dude is the world's coolest dog because he can do tricks like stand on Thor's head, ride a skateboard, and surf, all while being Thor's best friend. Oh, and we also oddly talk a lot about horses and Thor's junk. It's actually a lot harder to ride side saddle. So when you. Really? Yeah, oh. But much. isn't your junk just like banging on the back of a horse? Like a horse spine just hitting it versus. That's a dream come true for a guy like me. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. Hello, welcome to Two Girls, One Pup. I'm your host, Monique Madrid, here with Comet the Pup, who is feeling a bit of a complex because he can sit and high five and lay down but dear god he cannot do the things that this awesome dog dude is about to do for us but before we get to dude everyone you're gonna do the trick you know best which is picking up your dog's poop that's right we're gonna go take our dogs on a walk we're gonna clean up after them because we are responsible human beings we're gonna go out and meet some dogs in our neighborhood This lovely lady dressed up like, <laughs> dressed in a tutu. Uh, that's Remy. Remy. Uh, what kind of dog is she? <laughs> she is Portuguese water dog and some kind of terrier. Oh, she's like the Obama's dog. She is. She's very presidential, as you can see with her uh, her fancy outfit. Well, I do feel like it's a very uh, Malia or Michelle Obama look there. Do that, that's what she's going for. I'm glad you picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, you should totally. Do you um, do people tell you that you guys look alike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you both have amazingly curly hair. Thank you. I was gonna wear the matching tutu, but I didn't. How did you get? How did you come to get her and where'd her name come from um she is from the pound oh, she's good. a rescue good and um my parents named her um i dropped her off her name was molly when i dropped her <laughs> off they looked after her for four days brought her back and said nope now her name's remy uh, so okay yeah well don't ever drop your kids off with your parents yeah. <laughs> i guess grandma and grandpa make some decisions there yeah, you should hear what my first name no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yours started out as remy and got changed well remy Come here, Remy. Remy, come say hi. Hi. Nope, she, she's too excited about the popcorn and the red carpet, apparently. So, All right, well, thank you. Nice yeah. to meet you, Remy. He's kind of trying to taunt Comet a little bit right he's now. Trying to, is he trying to get him to play? Yeah. If he gets Comet to play, then this will be the world's best dog because uh, Comet doesn't play with other dogs. I know, it's sad. It's a bummer. It's hump or nothing. Yeah, That's it's right. hump or nothing. Yeah, he'll hump dogs in order to get them to play sometimes. But yeah, he has he has this thing like because when he puts his cape on and he's in, <laughs> yeah, his cape is in like the therapy dog cape, you know. Sure, please. Has, you got he has a real cape though, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. He's, he's wearing it all the time. It's a it's a cape of hair, dude. Uh, get him! Come on, get his butt. Yeah, get him to play. He's Comet's up. definitely curious. Down. See. Nope. He's not. Oh man. See, when he's not working. Wow. It's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And and I and that's kind of a thing that we have. Like I'm very, uh, I give him his independence. You know, like as long as I give him his independence, like when we walked over here, you know, he doesn't. I don't use a leash outside of here. Oh, you walked here? Oh yeah, I had a, yeah because you have no parking out front. I had to park in oh, uh, West. Oops. Yeah, Hollywood. Sorry. So <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, no. So I we walked from the other side of the block all the way around. Oh here. oh oh, but you don't do a leash. I don't do a leash, no. 
But how do you know another dog isn't going to snap him up or uh, a coyote or... I'll reach down there and I'll pick him up. I keep an eye out. Like, you know, I'm not completely glued to my phone like the majority of people. Okay. Sure, that's but yeah, you know, I, I keep an eye on him and he stays somewhat close, you know, and I'm always watching like driveways and stuff like that to make sure. Um, it's not that I don't mean to. Am I offending you? No, okay. not at all. Okay. Are you kidding? I don't think there's any way you could offend me. Uh-oh. I've Chandler. seen you enough. You're very saucy, so believe me. <laughs> all right. No, and I mean, ask questions. I get that all the time. Like people literally... Put your dog on a leash. Mind your own business, you know. No, right. I'm just kidding. But um, Kind of. Yeah, a little bit sometimes. But I only get mad if the dog happens to, if the dog's leaving my dog alone, fine. But if your dog mm. isn't, then you clearly shouldn't have your dog off leash. Exactly. That's, You're absolutely yeah. right. There's a guy that lives near me, and he, he has this little chihuahua and this other little mutt. And they go bonkers when we go by them. And dude will stand like this far from them and be like, hmm. And they're going crazy, and he's holding them back. It's like, put your dog on a leash. I'm like. Is that really the problem here? <laughs> right, right. You know, I was right. like, I think it's just your dogs. But no, I get it all the time. I'm used to it all the time. Sometimes people are just concerned, you know, and, and sure. I'm, I'm fine by that. Okay. So, All but, right. So okay. uh, let's officially start. We've started. Ooh, yay. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being on the show, Thor and the Dude Man, Prince Dude Man. Prince Dude Man. So I met you. You came to the show because a friend brought you. Correct. Uh, a friend who's a friend of mine, but also like just. Is regular at the show. Am I supposed to say your name? Sure, you can. Kadi Asad. Yes. Yeah. So she um, brought you to the show, and I had no idea until somehow that day we randomly did, somehow we, maybe the game was we had you guys all doing tricks, like people would do tricks with their dogs, which I don't do every show. You've now seen. I think that week I just happened to be like, we're going to have a talent competition, because that sounded fun to me. And you took the dude, man. You call him dude? I call him dude. Yeah. Okay. I call it everybody. I had dude an uncle or dude or, or a, a cousin partner. named dude, by the way. A cousin named dude? Uh-huh. That was his official name? Well, no, but oh. I didn't know that until like a couple of years ago. Like I've always known him as dude. Um, okay. His name is Maurice, but. Okay. Yeah, dude. dude's a little cooler. <laughs> yeah. So you had, uh, you went and your talent was dude stood on your head. Stood on my head. And that's one of my favorite pictures because there is so much joy in my face genuinely just thrilled at what was happening. I love that picture. I love that picture so much. You I love it. Look like a kid in a kid. <laughs> yes. Like, oh and I want to eat all the dogs. So I guess that's we'll start there. That's when I found out that you are a Hollywood dog trainer. Mm-hmm. Not not celebrities dogs, but celebrity dogs. Right. A dog that is a celebrity. Yes. There I think go. this is the first celebrity dog we've had in our house. Oh. Besides Comet. Oh yes, of course. Okay. I mean that goes without saying. So, and we're going to talk about more about what you two do, but we'll start that. No, you be, you, you, yeah. The show is Two Girls, One Pop. I think it's pretty. uh, Okay. Yeah. Not that I know what that's referencing. Anywho, (laughs) let's start by talking about, you have this really unusual dog who happens to be, not just happens, he is one of the stars of um, Mutts and Stuff. Mutt and Stuff. Mutt and Stuff. Mm -hmm. But there are more than one mutt, so you can I'm sorry I didn't watch it. I didn't, I don't. You didn't do your home. You I didn't did read lo- my I, yes. book either. Oh Damn. no, I didn't even know you had a book. Uh, no, I don't. I oh. don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, good. But I, I was gonna watch it, but I don't have cable, okay. and maybe I could have streamed it. It's online. It. God damn it. Yeah, you can go to Nick Jr. and watch episodes for free. Okay. You can go to YouTube and you can buy episodes. It's Nickelodeon's TV show Mutton Stuff by the legendary Sid and Marty Croft. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I do know, like, I know. Um, Caesar Milan's son, his name is Calvin, Calvin. Milan. Yes. How mm-hmm. is he? Calvin, they spent like six years. Sorry, does everybody know that we're eating while yes, we're talking? <laughs> yes. The guy just. I don't I, think you're the first one to. I thought your question would be longer and I had enough time to get this, <laughs> but the garlic bread is magnificent, by the way. Right. Calvin, they worked on, they had this idea for like five, six years that they want to do this dog show with. You know, all these dogs, and obviously Caesar was doing very well with all of his different shows. I can't even keep up now. Right. So um, Marty Croft was started talking to the Milans about doing the show, and after five years, they finally put it together, did a pilot, and the pilot went over very, very well. And they found, obviously, Calvin was ready to do something. Sure. And had a great dad to help, you know, push him along. Right, and right. Um, And then they found the star dog. Which, dude, actually, as amazing as he is, isn't 
really the absolute star of the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. And kind of stole the show. We but, have um, Jan Brady here is what you're telling me. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. So, but the star of the show is Jumpy the dog. Okay. Which, if there's any kids listening, it's not really Jumpy, it's Zippy. <laughs> so Zippy the dog, which is uh, Omar Van Mueller, is the trainer. Okay. Omar is an amazing trainer. You can go on YouTube some of his stuff. He works with wolves and all kinds of. Oh, cra- cool! Uh, he's just fascinating. To I've seen this guy. First time I met him, I was at his house, and he was sending his bird over to different people. Here, go over there. The bird would <laughs> fly over, sit on your shoulder for a minute, and then he'd he'd call him back. The bird would come back. And you're like, what the heck? Is he t-? And then he'd send the bird to somebody else, and, and then he would snuggle and kiss with his bird, and it was just like, okay. Yeah, he had a very close relationship with the bird. Wow. But, so his dog, Jumpy, is amazing. Jumpy walks on his front legs down the stairs. Wow. Jumpy goes up on the top of his house and jumps off of the house into his arms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you're just like, ah. So it's crazy what this dog can do. Wow. And... um. Well, I guess that was one of my questions, too. So you, I assume there's a whole circle of dog trainers. There's like a subculture of dog trainers. Is it, I mean, obviously they're all going to be listening to this, so be careful what you say. Yeah, that's right. But are they cool or is it like competitive and bitchy and, or is it? There are a couple real gems as far as not cool. Okay, sure. But, um... You know, the the majority of the people that I work, like Omar and, and Rob uh, on the show, they're, they're just absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, the majority of the people that I've met are, but, you, you know, you have your one or two in any any business that's cut. It's Hollywood. So okay. Hollywood's very cutthroat. It's very easy for people to get jealous, very easy for people to uh, fear losing their spotlight, you know, right. which means their job possibly, um, even though that's not. I didn't approach it from that way at all. You know, I'm sure one of your questions is how did we even get our foot in the door with that? How did you even get your door in the foot with that? Damn it. And <laughs> how did you even get your foot in the door with that? Good question you asked. Um, <laughs> well, we are a pet therapy team. So as I, I got dude when he was six months and I kind of got him, believe it or not, as a little tiny guard dog just to kind of let me know when people were at the house. Were you, we're going to time out for one sec. Okay. Before this. Were you already really into dogs, or were you just some guy that was like, I should probably get a dog? Okay, that's even a better question. I grew up in Ohio, and I started riding horses when I was like six, seven years old. And then I started uh, doing, uh, I worked my way up through, you know, all the different classes and until I got to advanced riding classes. And Do then you I jump? S- jump, yeah. Really? Jumping English, Western. You used to get made fun of a lot for writing English, but I figured if I can write English with no, you know, saddle horn, then I can write Western. Wait, sure. what else is English? Are you, do you do side saddle like ladies? No, no, I didn't say, uh, what's that called? Uh, non-masculine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I don't keep myself out of trouble here. Uh, you know, being from Ohio. Um, yeah, no, that wouldn't be something a cowboy would ride. Oh, so okay, okay. side saddle, you know, side saddle is totally very like, uh, for ladies, obviously, very European. Okay. Um, because it would be considered impolite to spread your legs. Oh. Because uh, you would think it'd be more comfortable for the guys to side saddle. It's actually a lot harder to ride side saddle. So when you, really? s- yeah, oh. But much- isn't your junk just like banging on the back of a horse, like a horse spine just hitting it? Versus- That's a dream come true for a guy like that. <laughs> no, but for real, like if you're on the side, you can protect it with your own legs. That's true. But the thing is, you tend to position. Position your junk so that you're not going to land on your junk. Uh. And then also, once you start learning how to ride, you really ride with the horse so that you don't you don't have that much impact. You know, you when you really learn to shift your weight side on. to side. So when the horse is trotting, side 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 side. Okay. When the horse is cantering, it's very very smooth. So well. there's a way to protect your gym. Like, okay, that's definitely. 101. And also when you ride bareback, you know, you don't have anything right. except the wither bone, which is like, would be like your neck bone. And it's kind of hard up there. Yeah. There's not any muscle there. You don't want to land your junk on that either. And that's why women should have ridden the normal way. True. But you know what? Uh, there's women that rock themselves on the saddle horn too. Like mm. apparently it's not feel good to yeah. get punched in the vagina. I don't know. I, I, think I don't know, but I mean. I really love that season two of this uh, show has become about horseback riding. Right. And pelvic pain. Um, okay, so you were in the animals. So I was in the animals, and then I started training horses, and I got to work with this amazing trainer, Matt Smith, and he's actually a director of a uh, ranch up in Pennsylvania now. I'm slipping my mind for the 
he's going to kick me later. Anyway, um, I, I got a real good chance to really get, you know, mentor him and, you know, oh, find cool. out how to com- connect with these animals and what are these animals and animals and kids alike, you know, I, everybody who has kids are like, I, you don't know what you're talking about. But believe it or not, kids and animals are very sure. similar. You know, they up don't until a certain age, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. Up until, yeah, up until they get to your teens. And yeah. You, yeah. All yeah. bets are off. Did you train horses like to leap and jump or to dance or would were you making them talk like Mr. Ed? Breaking horses and, you know, kind of pleasure and, um, you know, basically trail horses and I mean, there's other aspects of it, like reining and cutting horses. You can get more specific, right. but for the most part, you know, just training horses in general so people can ride them safely. Oh, and yeah. I guess someone has to do that, huh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Never thought about that. They don't come out that way. That's a good point. And they will kill you. Right. You know? Like even a horse that just bumps you with its head, you know, it has a hundred pound head. So if oh this horse, God. if this horse nudges you the way a dog might when it wants to treat you know, it'll, it'll break your neck. So you have to teach them right away. Like we'd round up a hundred. I worked at a place with 125 head of horse. What? Yeah. So instead of saying 125 horses, you say 125 head. Oh, so there you go. A little, little tidbit little for you. little horse knowledge for the uh, mm-hmm. two horses, one cowboy. There show. you go. Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next show, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yep. Stay tuned. So, yeah, so, it, you know, there's a big process in going through, just like you teach a dog not to pee. Um, right. You know, you teach a horse not to bite. You know, oh, yeah. if horses, if they want a, uh, some corn in your pocket and they go to bite your pocket and they get hold of your leg, it hurts. So, sure. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Uh, so, that's inter- that's crazy interesting. That's how I got started with the horses. And so, then, you've got some experience already in training an animal. Mm-hmm. Is dude the first one you've trained, the first dog you've trained? No, I've trained a couple other dogs on a smaller level. Like people would give me their dogs for four to six weeks and I would, you know, just kind of work on general obedience. Oh, sure. But when I got him was when I just said, all right, I want a dog that, because the guy I used to train with, Matt, he had a dog that he would tell it to stay and we'd go ride for six hours and we'd come back and that dog would still be. (laughs) And it's just like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. 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 Or we'd go on a trail ride and that dog would stay right with him. So I was like, I want a dog that's like my little amigo, you know, yeah. my little partner, someone I don't have to ask over and over and over and over. I want him to be more well-behaved than a child, yeah. you know, and dude is definitely more well-behaved oh, than yeah. a child. So I see kids screaming all the time. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can send your kid with me for four to six weeks. Oh, yeah. No, out. God, that's this sounds like the worst job ever. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Oh, but there's so many little bastards that need straightening <laughs> out out there. That's a good point. Well, so what kind of dog is dude? Dude, man, it is a Bichon Frise Japanese chin mix. Did you seek him out? No. No. Somebody, uh, I had a client back in Florida who was giving him away. She's like, he's just, he's too much. He's fighting with my Maltese and he runs away every time I open the door. Aww. It boiled down to the fact that she was never home. Yeah. She never exercised him. So he had all this energy and the Maltese was a puppy and was actually bugging him. And so, (laughs) right, right. So, you know, you have to, just like kids, you know, when kids get ornery and stuff like that it's because they don't have exercise and they don't have things to do right if you give them constructive things to do then especially if they're a smart dog especially if they're yeah and most dogs have the potential to be smart just like kids it's the parents that make them stupid you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and we are going to be getting some calls i know we've never gotten a single call but i feel like one day we will and they're gonna make that guy doesn't have kids i yeah exactly (laughs) totally well the more you invest in them and then and challenge them, then the more that they're going to develop their and critical that, thinking abilities. And that's your overall philosophy with dogs then? Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. So he was six months old. Mm-hmm. What's up with the haircut? The haircut. You know what? When I took his balls, I, I thought I, I owe him something. <laughs> so, and, you know, and I got him at six months and then I knew I was going to have to get him fixed. And at the same time, I, I've i been a beach bum. Like, you know, I lived in the beaches of Florida for many, many years. So okay. dude was pretty much, I called everybody dude and I called everybody man. And, uh, but he, he couldn't just be dude man. So he's Prince dude man. That's right. And then I wanted a funky haircut when I took his balls. And so I started developing... Um, you know, I start out with like a lion's mane type of idea, mm-hmm. but if it's shorter, it poofs out and everybody's like, oh, it's a tutu. And I'm like, no, it's not a tutu. A tutu goes around <laughs> the waist, first of all, not right. around the shoulders. For right. all of you that 
uh, are listening and, you know, eventually you'll see a, uh, a picture, hopefully, but he has this huge, amazing mane that goes around his it's shoulders. It's like a fur coat. They call it a mantle in the fashion world. Oh, they do. Yeah, so there's actually a name for that. So the mantle in the fashion world. And um, so, you know, I got tutu enough and I'm like, all right, enough of that. How am I going to make this into something more special than a tutu? And the idea was, let's just let it grow because his hair is like real hair, like yours and mine. Yeah. And it will grow. Oh, he has way better the hair than I do. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely has better hair than me. Aw. Hi, buddy. He is so cute. Oh, he's my little buddy. He just looks at me and he's like, okay, you going to give me some of that scatty over there? (laughs) How old is he now? He is eight. He turned eight in June. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen a dog like him. Do you brush his hair? I do. You do? I do, Does he like it? Uh, he does. He's okay with the brushing as long as I'm nice and gentle. Cause if I get, if I'm in a rush, you know, and I'm pulling on his hair, he'll be like, ah. well, sure. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we grew that thing out until it was just crazy rock star length. And then you can see, I kind of cut his ears to angle it in and I cut his face to angle it in. Um, just because he's got a mohawk. He's got a little mohawk. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to cut the, the eyes away in. And so you can see his face, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I let it grow out, it gets to be this big ball of fur and it hides its eyes and you can't see his expression as much. And he has a very expressive face. Do you cut his hair? I do. Hi, buddy. (laughs) I do cut his hair. You do a great, I'm I'm a hairstylist, I have to tell you, you do a great job. Thank you. I've never cut a dog's hair, surprisingly. You know what? It's, it's similar because I've cut people's hair, too. Of Humans. course you have. Uh, You're just one of those guys that I'll be like, uh, do you play violin? I guitar, piano, and saxophone, uh, and I sing. Guitar, piano, and saxophone? Uh-huh. Do you speak another language? And I sing. I do a little Spanglish from time to time. Okay. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you train horses? Yes. yes. I'm just saying. We get it. <laughs> we get it, buddy. Um, are there, have you done, like, competitions and stuff? What kind of competition? Well, dog related. Oh, okay. You're right. I did not specify. specify. Um, Competitions. I I guess we stopped by the West Hollywood. There's some dog thing going on in West Hollywood, and they had a competition of the West Hollywood dog or something, but this woman had made this crazy, unique costume. I don't even know how to say it. Like her, her dog was dressed like a dandelion and she put it in a flower bed <laughs> and with two other dandelions. And then she had a bag full of like these feathers and was blowing them like it was just dandelions floating everywhere. So she won. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I even had to say she put a lot of time. Yeah. In. And yours is a professional. It's kind of not fair. That's true, too. Like I, I was just they were like, hey, get in there. And I'm like, ah, all right, sure. So. Um, so, we're yeah, we were fine with that. Does he sleep in the bed with you, or is that a no-no because you're a trainer? Absolutely not. I've been single for four years. Like somebody's got to sleep in the bed, right? That's right. You know what okay. I mean. That's why he got service dog status too. They're like, oh, oh my god, you've been single four years. <laughs> you definitely need a service dog. Okay, there's something wrong with you. Seriously. So, well, uh, I I learned too that um. So we had Bob Weatherwax. Do you know who Bob Weatherwax is? I I feel like I'm supposed to. You are supposed to. Oh great. Oh, how do I Google who's how do I Google? There's got to be a website Who's for it. Bob Wigglewack. Uh, Bob Weatherwax. Oh, Weatherwax. Is Lassie's original owner. Really? And trainer. And he said, yes, he was our second episode ever. Oh, wow. And he was so nice. Um, and we learned a whole bunch. One of the things that we learned that with the Lassie dogs, and really he trained a lot of animals. This would be your time to eat, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because okay. there's a little bit of a story yes. happening. Great. Um, with a lot of animals, too, they don't just train them. They have to go live with him for a while because it doesn't work unless they live there. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I was kind of curious if other dogs that you've trained, although it sounds like you haven't done a ton of this kind of animal training, do they have to live with you? Um, do you tear them from their mother's paws? Sure. Sure. It's. I mean, it's important. You know, like I even had some of the other trainers on the show that I wanted to make sure that they could work with them too. And Mm. I was also working with some of the other dogs on the show. In case everybody's wondering what we're doing, we're taking a picture because he's ridiculous when he begs. (laughs) You want some food? You want a little bit? What do you want, dude? Speak. 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 (laughs) You want something? Speak. Big boy, speak. (laughs) 
He's being a student. He's not working now. That's exactly right. Here you go. I'll give him some love. Good job. So, yeah, we would spend time. um, I would go work with their dogs. I'd work with my dogs just so that, you know, we were on the same page. And if it got on set where somebody needed to zoom in on one dog, because sometimes we'd have like three trainers for like 13 dogs, you know. So it just depends um, what the setup is. Sometimes you got to release a bunch of dogs from over here and. And have four. But do they live with you then? Um, do they? Is it? Are they better? Do they really need? Because that consistency. I, I would normally assume. visit just because because the place that I'm in now is very small. Ah. So to have other dogs there, occasionally I have smaller dogs over, but some of the bigger dogs, no way. Okay. You know, I live in a studio, so. Oh yeah, that would be um, a little bit. That'd be tough. Thing. That's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he is Mr. Shades, the world's coolest dog. Mr. Shades, the world's coolest dog. That's right. <laughs> how did how did he book that? Does he go on auditions like the rest of us? And does he get can you tell if he ever doesn't want to work? Or is he always up for you know, because I know they talk about dogs like having a job. So is he always up for it? Well, the way we, we got the gig was we were doing pet therapy at Cedar Sinai, actually. We were visiting um with the patients, and then they were doing pictures for baseball cards that we hand out to the patients. No, yeah, and uh, one of the <clears throat> one there was a photographer and another dog trainer on the show or on on the shoot, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, the show is going on. Would you like to be part of the show?" And I said, "Yes, of course, I would love to." And uh, so that's kind of how that happened. Oh, and um, you know, and then we started training with the other dogs and with the other dog trainers in order to prepare for the show. And Did you learn new things? Or were yes. You, yeah. Yeah. Like right away, you know, they're like, okay, can you learn this? And I said, okay, no problem. And they're like, okay, do it in two days. And cool. I came back in one day and I was like, oh, he can circle now. You know? So let me, just so I understand the process, does the writer... The writer will write this show because the show is a um, it's scripted. It's a scripted. Give us a little more detail about this show, and then we can okay. you know, the, we understand the context that way. Mutton Stuff is a scripted TV show with thirteen dogs, and then Calvin Milan. And Calvin is the teacher at a school, and all these kid or all the uh, dogs go to school just <laughs> like kids. Yeah, it's almost crazy. It's like mm-hmm. this alternate world where <laughs> the dogs are humans, you know, yeah. and they go to school. And dude wears uh, Mr. Shades. Uh, he wears sunglasses to school all the time. He never takes them off in school. I was going to ask about that. Sorry, sidetrack real mm-hmm. quick. Where do I get glasses that will fit Comet's head? Uh, well, there's different sizes. So you can go on Amazon and you can find like different. There's Doggle brand. Oh, and Doggle. Okay. Uh-huh. But there's, there's the goggles and then there's blades. Okay. And then, of course, I'm, of course, I'm, a, uh, I'm an artist as well. So I have... Uh, exchange different types of kids' glasses out so that I have a big uh, selection of different glasses to use for him And he has no problem wearing them. No. Well, it started with him trying to get them off, but I would tell him to leave it. Yeah. You know, leave it to really important. Get her. Go on, go get her. Go get her. So (laughs) I'd say leave it, and he would leave it. And dogs squint at the sun just like we do. Yeah. So we were wearing sunglasses long before the show ever came along. Oh, Okay. And when they said, you know, send us some pictures of your dog to give to the producers, I sent him a picture of him in his sunglasses. And right. they said, ah, love it. That's Mr. Shades. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So that's how that all went down. Um, there was a second part to that question. There was a second part to that. And I'm sorry, I'm the no, one that sidetracked. So you were explaining the show. They, the dogs go to school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the dogs yeah. go to this. The, and in, in, in the opening scene is, or the credits, I should say. Um, the children are walking their dogs and the children take them off the leash and give them hugs and say, have a good day at school. And the children send their dogs into the school. Oh, that's the cutest. Yes, it's adorable. And then all the dogs go in there and they sit on their chairs. And there's this big uh, English bulldog that one girl, she his name is Cuddles. He's a 100-pound bulldog and his name is Cuddles. And she'll hold him and be like, oh, I don't want to let him go. We have a good day at school, Cuddles. I miss you. <laughs> Oh, and it's like just rips your heart out. And then Cuddles goes, okay. And he goes in Oh, there. that, yeah. Is it voiceover? Uh, not for the dogs. The okay. dogs, they'll bark and they'll have like subtitles. Oh, I love that so much more. Great. Um, actually, I'm trying to remember. They actually do this. Like, I don't know. I might be crazy. I think what happens is they bark and then Calvin responds. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm As guilty it. of only watching a few of the owners. It's episodes. hard to, yeah, of course. Because when you, 
you work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But there's so the, you got the dogs, and it's called mutton stuff. So Sid and Marty Croft, H and R Puff and stuff, mm. and of course there was this um, this big character in Puff and stuff. Well, now in Mutton Stuff, stuff is the character. Oh, stuff is like a seven foot tall, huge puppy dog. It's a costume. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And Does it kind of have that trippy vibe to it? Very trippy vibe. Uh, it's a kid's show, but is it? Yes, exactly. Would I enjoy it if I got stoned? You would. And oh, hundred percent. Okay. You'd be like, "This is hilarious." Someday, man. if I decide to try the marijuana, there you go. Then if, maybe I will. should it be around. Should it's, I? Yeah. It's very scarce. Should in somebody force it upon me? Because it was my friends that I found in my pocket. Yes, I, highly illegal here in the yeah, Los Angeles. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, Schedule One. Uh, so yeah, um, it's 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 it can be trippy, absolutely. But it's also funny because you know you have the parents that watch Nickelodeon with their kids. Yeah, I've listened the, the episodes that I did watch. I found to be very funny. One, of course, my boys in there, but two, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, you know all the tricks that they do. Um, you know just some of the behaviors of the dogs, and yeah. then also they have these two cat puppets. This one fat cat and this one skinny cat. And they're always making jokes, and I, the jokes escape me at the moment. But <laughs> definitely, if you were stoned, they would be funny jokes. Great. Um, and and they're always you know laughing and making jokes. And but stuff, the big huge dog, they do a voiceover for stuff. Okay. And uh, there's this awesome girl, uh, Megan Godfrey. She plays stuff. She's in stuff, and she's a very athletic girl, and she can move this dog around and just like the goofy mannerisms and everything. And even on a set, it's real funny because. The guy who does the voice will say things and she will act them out. And sometimes he just says like the stupidest things. Right. And just, so they're both like having a good time. And, and it's just like, what, what did he just say? That, I mean, you've got the, a dream job. It's it's like a big kid going to school. Yeah. Or uh, going to work. So or it's school, not even work. A dog school. A dog school. A dog school. So do the writers, this is what I was, why I wanted to know this. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious of the process of, of how a show like this would work. Do the writers sit down and write the show, including dog turns in a circle. Now the dog does this. And then you guys have to learn it. Or do they kind of know your list of tricks and what all you're capable of doing and tailor it around each dog that way? Both. Okay. They do it both ways. They, they definitely have a list of all the behaviors that we have ready to go. And then... You know, like every day when when we're not on set working, if the other dogs are working and we have, you know, a three, four hour break, sometimes, I mean, we may be there the whole day and right. not do anything. You know how, right. you know, showbiz. So, <laughs> um, so in the meantime, we don't just sit around on our butts and he's one of the only dogs that absolutely doesn't stay in his crate because why would he be in his crate? You know, that's my boy. Yeah, so, yeah. So I immediately, I take him out and we work out on the playground. There's an outdoor playground and it's right below where the riders are. Oh, cool. So like every day I will be out there trying new stuff out and then they'll come down and be like, oh my God, that was awesome what you did right there. Can you do that again? And I'm like, sure. And then they'll, and then they'll build off that. They'll say, okay, we're going to write an episode for this. And can you have him do this? Can you work on that? You know, so yeah, they'll definitely give us ideas. Yeah. Like skateboarding was something. That they wanted him to do too. And had, I said, he, had he done it? No, he had never skateboarded. And but there's like three other dogs that would skateboard. Um, that were well, one dog was a main skateboarder that's on the show. But Omar, who owns Omar and Rob, um, they both own other dogs that skateboard like okay. crazy skateboard. <laughs> like these guys skateboard better than humans. Like they're so fast. Like don't get in their way; they'll break your legs. They're that fast. So. I'm like, well, I want my dog to skateboard. So, um, what I, makes you think my dog can do that? Just because you you just know him well enough. I have a yeah, we, like there's a bond, there's a trust that yeah. that he trusts. Like I said, he stands on my head. You know, when I got to the show, he would stand on my head. <laughs> like immediately, everybody's like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Like most, I don't think I've ever seen a dog I, stand I've on never. anyone's head. So, and this is a trick that we were doing at the hospital for the kids. So yeah. it was already there and it takes a lot of trust because you're moving, he's moving. And so, and he's, I'm six foot three. So he's, yeah. he's up there quite a ways. Yeah. So, you know, just, there's definitely a trust. I can turn him upside down, hold him up by one hand and, you know. Is there anything he won't let you do? Um, 
Well, I'm sure I'm sure there are some things. Right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are there are any tricks he can't do or or not yet. I haven't run into that wall yet where I mean physically, like I've tried working with him walking on his front paws. But that's definitely something you want to. He's got a fur coat around him. You that's can't. true. He tripped You're over his own him hair. Yeah, and that's not his fault. So, so we've worked on it a little bit, but it takes a lot of building up the muscles. Right. Right. So it's a it's a physical thing too, um, but you know, then Jumpy will jump off the top of the house. So I started working with him jumping off my car. <gasps> so he'll jump off the car onto my chest, and yeah. So it took a little bit of time to build that up. Get it. So you taught him to skateboard, among many other things. I taught him to skateboard. And did you see the video of him riding the little motorcycle track? Yes, yeah. yes. And was, a horse. And a horse, yeah. He rode a horse. Your two passions And then we together. went zip lining together. I saw Rushmore. that one. Oh, my God. And didn't he paddleboard with you? And then we paddleboard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can he... So this alludes back to the first episode of season two. Corey said... If he could trade Comet to do anything, it would be to go to the pantry and get him a box of Cheez-Its. Well, a box, that would be easier because I said a Cheez-It and without him eating it. If it's a box, it's in the box. So Comet he'd... can't go get a box of Cheetos or Cheez-Its. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I can't get well, How big to... is that box? I, I mean, a, um, like a small cereal box. Like if you got a box of, um, do we have Cheez-Its, Corey? Oh, we don't have Cheez-Its. Hold on. What do we have? Okay, I'm going to interrupt for just a quick moment. Obviously, you can't see what we're doing because this is a podcast, but basically Thor went on to have Dude retrieve a bag of seaweed snacks because we were out of Cheez-Its and also because he's a Hollywood dog. But then he went on and taught Comet how to hold a pen in his mouth. Apparently, that's the first step. You learn to pick up and hold smaller items, and then you can move up to bigger things like Cheez-Its. So Corey's going to get his wish. I'll post a video on our Facebook page. I have to say, I was quite impressed with Thor and Comet. I don't know where we ended because now we just taught Comet how to hold a pen in his mouth. Not uh, for long, but he did it. Yeah, yeah. That's where you start. That's that my new goal. I have absolutely not been able to train Comet to carry a pencil around, despite having tried a whole three times. What can I say? I'm busy these days. I don't have time to teach my dog to put a pen in his mouth. And now Dudeman's carrying the pen around. <laughs> he's like, how Look do I get... <laughs> You want a treat too? Yeah, he's like, I know that trick. All right, all right. Good job. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wait, is that dude's voice? Uh-huh. I was oh, just... he's got a crazy bark. Oh, yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect it to be so wild. <laughs> now that when you get the treats out, he's ready to work. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, all right. More questions. Okay. Do you have any pre-performance rituals? Does he need to prepare for his moment in the spotlight? We run two, three miles. Really? Yeah. Legit. Legit. Wow. If I don't run him two, three miles, then you see how crazy he was right there. Yeah, yeah. All that energy, like that or no that's pretty much it because normally you give him different value treats but for him broccoli is a treat he loves broccoli oh wow so i don't really have high value treats low value treats it's more the energy i either wear him out a little bit and he'll be calmer or i leave the energy in like if he's doing jumping stuff if he's doing high drive stuff yeah then i'll save the exercise for later and how many hours a, w a week would you say he works uh, sometimes he'll do, what, seven times 12. I mean, he'll work wow. 12 hour days. Oh, I'm sorry, not seven, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five days a week, like a full week, five days a week, 12 hour days. Does he ever seem like he doesn't enjoy it? Like, is he going to be a, a, a coked up adult dog because he spent his youth in the spotlight? Well, luckily, like I said, he's eight. So he started this last year at seven. So oh. technically he's a middle aged <gasps> You know, that gives me such hope for making it. Yeah. When the middle-aged ones can do well. That's amazing. I'm... All right. That's all great. That's really awesome. There is something that I feel like a little more uh, important, which is that you guys are a therapy team. Yes. And I mean more important as far as like, ugh, Hollywood's so superficial. Yeah. Great. You can spin in a circle. But can you bring comfort, dude, man? Mm-hmm. He can. Yeah. So you go around to hospital. Tell me about that. So, Yes. As I worked with him and, and, you know, when I was training him, 
we got to the point where he was off these train and he went with me everywhere and people were like, oh, that's great. Well, you should get back by doing pet therapy. And I was like, what was that? Pet therapy, you can get uh, certified through pet partners and then there's different affiliates around town where you go to the hospitals, libraries, uh, treatment centers, anywhere that, you know, people are not having the best day. Mm -hmm. There's also the library. There's a reading program for kids that don't read good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, they read to the dogs. I've seen pictures of that, and that's the sweetest thing in the world. It is. It's amazing because they're just they're having a ball. They're reading to someone who actually cares. Are you hanging out there watching, or are you mm -hmm. in another room? He, mm -hmm. He's fine. You just stay with him all I the time? I sit right by him, and, you know, I help kids with words if they get stuck or something, and so I get to learn how to read at the same <laughs> right. time. <laughs> how hard is that training? Because Comet's uh, psychic. Ooh. Again, if we're going to throw back to season one, he went to a pet psychic who Ooh. says that he his real job is he's meant to be a therapy dog, which I completely believe, but he's not trained well enough to. Um, and he's very attached to us. that I can't just walk away. Like, he wants to go where I am. And, well, you're in luck with two things there. Oh. One is there are levels for everybody. Dude is complex rated, which means he can go in any environment. Uh, he used to sit on my, I'm also a musician, I'm sure, I think of I mentioned course. that. So, of so he used to sit on my drummer's lap. Really? And, yeah. Save your emails for the dog's hearing. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he used to sit on my drummer's lap. And so like, he is cool with any environment. He doesn't yeah. get scared easily. So I, I knew that when we went into pet therapy, like he's going to be fine. He's going to kill you know, that, it. Yeah. They'll go up behind him and slam walkers behind him, trying to get, drop phone books, trying to get him scared. And he's just like, what's wrong with you? Um, Why would they do that to him? They do that to all the dogs to see where they're, see if their anxiety oh, level. Oh, in the testing of it. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. And, and, I know when yeah. you got there, I was like, these are some mean old people you're visiting. Oh, they're very, they're serious about their business. Like I went in there and they were, there were, I was trying to make some jokes and they were not having it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a comedian too. So it's like, you know, I'll make a joke and they're all just, mm, this is serious. But it, after it's over, they warm up a little bit and they're sure. like, oh, okay, now we can smile. Yeah. You know, but when you go in there for your evaluation, they don't smile. They don't talk to you. All the people that are there to help out, they just sit there with their arms crossed, giving you dirt. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there's a couple that will smile, you know, just a little bit. But for the most part, they just look at you like it's serious wow. business. And it is serious business. It is, sure. You don't want a dog that's going to. Uh, act out or, or get panicky. You don't want to panic the dog either. Well, you said there are different levels. So mm -hmm. what potentially is the good news about Comet? So you got complex, which goes anywhere. And then you have predictable one through 13. 13 meaning that you hold your dog because it's terrified in all environments. And mm. somebody can pet the dog, but only if you're holding the dog. And then all the way up to predictable one, which means it's almost able to be complex, but that maybe it had a few hiccups during the evaluation. Okay. You know, maybe okay. you told it to lay down five times and it took five times to lay down. And they said, well, it's on. Or maybe they slammed the book behind your dog and your dog just leaped. You know, right. What if your dog farts and that scares him? If he uh, is he scared at his own farts? Yeah, he fartles himself. Hmm. I think his own farts. That's that's acceptable. What about uh -huh. your farts? Is he scared of your farts? He's more scared of Corey's. Okay. Yeah, I know. Me too. Are. Most I'm people are. More yep. scared of those. Uh, <laughs> oh man. But so they so you just do enough training with him, and already we saw he's able to learn. Right. You yeah. In two seconds, you saw him start to pick up a new behavior. Same thing with dogs. When it comes to training them for pet therapy, you take them in noisy environments. You know, take them to Cyclavi. You know what I mean. Take take them to these crazy environments and let them be out in the environments wow. where. Everybody else is bringing their dogs that bite little children. So you can bring your dog out that, you know, doesn't, doesn't bite yeah. little children. Do you feel like Dudeman just happened? Do you feel like Dudeman just happened to be a really special dog? Or do you think you would be able to find he's never gonna die, but let's pretend he did one day. Would you be able to find another dog? What well, I'm saying in an alternate uh, universe. I know. It's never gonna happen. Would you be able to find another dog that you could train yes, as well? Definitely. It has no, you don't think it has anything to do with his breed, his personality? No, I I mean there were some traits I found like, you know, as far as the breeds go, Bichons are very loving and loyal and they bark at things, you know, and the Japanese chins are very independent cat-like, which you saw when you tried to pet him, he's like, "Ah, leave me alone." Yeah. So yeah. he has those two, but that's just like me reading Aries, qualities of an Aries, you know. There's a bunch of traits in there that are me and then Goofy and clumsy. That's not, totally not me. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, maybe the goofy. Um, so, you know, 
but I've seen other people work with other dogs and I've worked with enough dogs to know, you know, there are some dogs that have traumas, you know, just like children. You know, if you adopt a child and the child's been through hell and back, he's going to have some traumas and you're going to have to work through that together. And it may take the whole life to work through it. And he's going to have certain ticks and this and that and the other that happens. Luckily, he didn't. I I didn't get the fact that he had any traumas. He yeah. just needed a lot of attention, and he still needs a lot of attention. And you have it to give. And I have it to give. That's I really base all my hours and all the other things I do around making sure he's involved in my life, just like a family member, whereas yeah. a lot of people treat him like pets. You know, if you treat him like a pet, you're going to get a pet. But he knows that you're the boss, right? Yeah, he tries me just like a Does kid. He? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you saw him. I was calling him from over there, and he's like, ah, screw you. I'm going to chew on this bone. Yeah. You know, because... At the time, it was like, you know, it was okay for him to be there. But if I had to be the boss and say, no, you know, or something like that. You turn it on, yeah. I turn it on, yeah. Just. Well, I think you have such a fascinating job and life and dog. And uh, I love when you come to the show. And uh, I want to now come to your show because it sounds like the most fun time ever. Oh, it's it sounds like a blast to hang out it there. It is just a blast. And, and that's it's so I mean I know you're also an actor and we mm-hmm. probably don't have time to get into too much of that but mm-hmm. they'll check out your stuff when they go to your website and follow you but I think it's cool when you can start blending things together of all your different passions and I think that's as cheesy as it sounds. Like that's when you find what makes you happy and what you're good at is something that only you can do. Absolutely. I've been comfortable on set for many 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 years so when they said, "Oh, well, you know, are you going to be comfortable on set? I'm like, yeah, I've been on the set for I won't even say how many years yeah. and I'm dating myself. But, yeah, you know, and it's being the stage dad now instead of me booking the <laughs> TV show. He books the TV show. So I'm fine with that, though, because I'm still in the environment I want to be in. Yeah, I'm getting to be creative. I'm getting to help the writers make their things happen and help the directors make it happen. And uh, so it's it's exciting to be able to be part of that creative That's... process in whatever way is offered to me. I love it. We have one final thing before we wrap up. Okay. It's a game we always play on this show. Oh, boy. Called Off the Leash. 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 (laughs) Perfect. Right on cue. You have to answer these questions (laughs) as quickly as you can. Oh, crap. Without pausing. Oh, God. Too long. Buddy, come on. Don't embarrass me. You are in front of a star. I'm trying to. I don't know who he's barking at. Okay, answer these questions as fast as you can without pausing. Get it too long. Great. What is your favorite dog breed? Bichon. Great. What is your... You can't say him. I know, I know. I have to say Bichon. But he's got two sides to him, so it could have been the other dog, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What Besides the dude man, besides Prince, besides anything with your dog, what's your favorite dog name you've ever heard? Oh man, you say quick. I, I'm having all these lame names come through my head. They're not my favorite. Um, what happens? Oh, crap. I, I, I guess I'll just say no. I, I don't. <laughs> Manfred. I talked to a guy named Manfred, but that's that's not it's a human. That's not a dog. Um, Comet. Oh, <laughs> suck up. What's the worst dog name you've ever heard? Fred. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. Aww. That's okay. Hey, there's no wrong answers. Uh, yeah. There are, but yeah, there are. <laughs> What's your favorite dog movie? Um. Oh God. It's uh. What's the name of that? It was uh. Oh shoot! I'm drawing a big blank. There was a movie in the '90s yep, with dog sledding and um. Iron Will. Is that it? Oh. Yeah, I think it's Iron Will. That sounds right. I went dog sledding with these dogs in Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh-huh. And uh, it was the most amazing experience. And then I found out that they shot this film oh, cool. called Iron Will. That's what it was. And he did the Iditarod. And I was like, oh, man, I got to run with those dogs. And I don't know if you if you want to rush, go dog sledding with, you know, 15 dogs that are pulling you at 35 right. miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. It's the most exhilarating thing in the world. So. No one has mentioned that movie. I completely forgot about it. Uh, me, too. That's I almost did in front of you. I'm right. doing horrible with the fast. <laughs> really, you really are. Okay. <laughs> um, if Right now, if uh, you were the dude man's therapist, because he's a therapy dog, but if you were his therapist, mm-hmm. what do you think he would tell you? What deep, dark secrets would he reveal um, to you in his cries for help? 
He's a he's a food addict. <gasps> yeah. He's a chronic overeater. Yeah. And uh and he thinks about treats all day long. Yeah. Just can't stop thinking about treats. Okay. Well we learned a little bit about him, whether he wanted us to learn it or not. That's I mean, it's gotta be that way. But that's what this show about is about, is making gotta, people cry and getting to the heart of the matter. He laughed, he cried, became a part of you all. Right? My dog put a pencil in his mouth. That's right. Which a sounds pen. way less impressive than it is. No, no, that's actually very impressive. The fact that he literally held it for like two seconds. I mean, that's... He walked away with it for a moment. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, that's more than two seconds. So that's incredibly encouraging. I'm very excited. Next time you see me, that's going to be my new goal. I You're, he's don't expect be to ever see you without Comet having a pen in his mouth. <laughs> okay, we'll work on that. It's kind of your new thing. <laughs> Again, this never actually happened, despite my best hopes and dreams. Thor, thank you so much for coming uh, on the show. Thank you for having the name Thor, because it's fun to introduce and talk to someone named Thor. Uh, and thank you, Prince Dude Man. Thank you for having us on the show. This is amazing. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to share a little bit about Dude and, and especially the pet therapy. I encourage everybody to really, uh, you know, there's there's a place for everybody in pet therapy. And until you do it and you see you change the life of that person, because there's plenty of people in the hospital. They have dogs. They can't bring their dogs in the hospital. And you can go in there and literally turn somebody's world upside down. And it's there's something for everybody. And it also gives you something back, too, you yeah. know. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So thank you for letting us come in here and talk a little bit about that. I appreciate it. You can find out what Thor and Dudeman are up to at Thor and Dudeman on Twitter. Check out NickJr.com so you can see Prince Dudeman as Mr. Shades on that awesome show. Or come check out a Two Girls, One Pup show sometime because they are regulars. You can follow us at twogirlswonepupshow.com and find out about upcoming shows, check out photos, listen to more podcasts, even go to our Patreon page so you can support us. And you can go to Instagram at twogirlswonepupshow. It's the same thing for Twitter. And on Facebook at twogirlswonepup. Now, time to teach Comet how to hold a pen in his mouth. Maybe I'll just start with myself. Leave it, leave it. Ah, I'm so bad at holding pens in my mouth. The Two Girls, One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Our segment producer and Mr. Googler is Corey Rittmaster. Theme music by Tara Trudell with graphics and podcast logo design by Heather Hanford. Check out twogirlswonepupshow.com, that's the number two and the number one, to find out about live shows, links to photos, merchandise, and how you can support us. One way to support us is to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It really does make a difference and helps spreading the word about us. The opinions of this podcast are not necessarily those of Comet the Pup, who is a dog and doesn't have opinions on podcasts, only on food and butt sniffing.